You thought making friends as an adult was hard? Try making friends while traveling as a couple. Today on Away We Go, we're going to talk and break down a little bit of what it's like as a traveling couple to go through that with our five plus years of travel experience. Making friends in everyday life is a challenge. Traveling? Oof. Hey, I'm Kayla. And I'm Andrew. And you're listening to Away We Go, a podcast all about couples travel. Whether you've never been out of your hometown or you've already started exploring the world, we're excited to share tips, tricks, and advice about traveling with that special someone. Hey, and welcome to episode 26 of Away We Go. I'm Kayla. And I'm Andrew. And this is the first episode of the podcast under its new name. So if you were expecting to hear Kayla on the road today, you are in fact in the right place. Uh, We did decide to make this a true couples podcast by including the second part of the couple, which is myself. (laughs) So hopefully things go as well, if not better, uh, with this new format. Hmm. So today we're talking about couples travel and the highs and lows of making friends while you're on the road. Before we do go into that, though, I'm told that we have to drink when we do this podcast. That's one of the best things about doing a podcast where you have beer included is I can drink in the middle of the day. To be fair, that's how we travel, too. So like it only seems fitting. Yeah. Tell us what we have for today. All right. So today we're drinking a Ridgeback IPA from Greystone Brewing, which is here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Uh, it is a 6.5%, 72 IBU. Uh, I'm excited to try it. Have you had this one before? No, I don't think so. I'm not a huge IPA guy. I know. I think I'm going to like it more. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to open it? Yeah. Let's open it. (laughs) What do you think? Is it like the off child of an IPA and a stout? Am I weird to say that? Like, it has like a almost like a dark it's coffee. Heavy. Like I don't know if it's a heaviness or if it's a flavoring. Maybe it's because the name Ridgeback. But I like it, it. Sounds like it comes from a tree. It's not as um, crisp as I was expecting. Sure. And it would definitely be like but the type of hops that they use. It's for. not a hoppy one though. Even for a seventy-two, it's hoppy on the end. Yeah. Anyway, I don't mind it. I'm preferred not to be super hoppy. So I'm cool mm. with that. Anyway, I guess cheers. Um, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We had this crowler in our house. We went out to Greystone the other day. Uh, it's kind of patio season here, which is really nice. It was something like 16 degrees, and we said, hey, let's uh, go for a beer. So that's where we went. We picked up a crowler, and we thought, hey, let's share a crowler on the show. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not as convenient as having our own beer. but yeah, Well, to be fair, it can, also gives us something to do when we're not talking. I was going to say. One of us can just constantly be drinking. So carry on. You can I also laugh at our like comically big can. We it look does like babies. make me feel like a child. <laughs> like, ooh, first can. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will also say for any Americans uh, out there, 16 degrees is about 60 Fahrenheit. So just for, yes. just for reference. Anyway. All right. Probably get started. Yes, let's get started. We've been on quite a few adventures since we started traveling together about five years ago. And I would say that during that time, we probably only made one actual pair of couple friends while we were on a trip together. Mm-hmm. I've made some friends who were in a couple while I was solo. And I think you did the same while you were traveling solo. But it's a little harder when you are a part of a pair. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that is? From my experience, uh, as a as both as you mentioned, as a couple traveler mm-hmm. and as a solo traveler, I think as a couple traveler, first off, it's intimidating. You know, it's like the expectation is that we're already um, 
our travel is just the two of us. There, I think there's that kind of mindset from anybody else that we see traveling. And we've done it too, where we, you know, we stay in hostels. We're not just staying in like a one bedroom Airbnb. Like we're yeah. going into hostels where there's other travelers. We're but trying to meet people. Like we're trying to be in a social situation. True. I would say though, to be fair, when we see a couple, our first thought is not, oh, I wonder if we should be friends with them. It's yeah. like they're doing their own thing. They're having their little couple travel. Let's not bother them. Totally. That's like the first thing. I think that's the thing. We put so much thought and effort into planning our trip the way that we want it. And then when we get on the road, we see other couples who we assume have planned their travel the same way that we have. Mm. And so there's no room to invite people in, you know, whether it's just to like hang out or whether it's to explore together. I, like, But I think you, know, you, you also have the experience more so than I do of traveling with nomads. And by that, I mean like people who are, do not have a home base, yeah. their whole thing is, is traveling. And I know you've traveled with nomadic couples too. Mm-hmm. nomadic couples are probably more willing to say, Oh yeah, you're doing this tomorrow or you're going here. Like I'd like to join you. Totally. Whereas our typical situation is we're traveling in like backpacker places where it's like, you know, same thing. They're going for a week, a two week, three week trip mm-hmm. to your point. They might have a schedule. They might have a plan. So our, our challenge is like, uh, I don't know if I want to bother them. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's more intimidating? Like, with with couples mm-hmm. than with a solo person because i feel like it's kind of easy to make solo friends when you're on the road we yep. our first trip we met a uh, a guy on a layover mm. on our way to it wasn't our first trip on our way to thailand we met a guy on the layover yeah and we chatted with him and we both really got along with him and he didn't have a place to, place to stay that night so he asked us where we were going we shared a cab we went for a beer like you know, it was really easy to befriend him. Why do you think that's easier than befriending a couple? I think the intimidating aspect of it, like with anything, um, is there's multiple personalities that are involved too Mm -hmm. to consider. Weirdly enough, though, I've traveled with um, co-workers for work-related trips, like we'll spend a weekend away, or I've traveled with friends, and I've traveled with like female co-workers. And I think once the assumption or once it's figured out by other travelers, it's like, oh, they're coworkers or, oh, they're friends or whatever. It's like the, whatever was intimidating is just gone. Like whatever that curtain was, that was like scary of like, oh, there are a couple, I don't know if I want to hang out with them or I don't, you know, I don't want to bother them. They're not really my scene. Do you think we're intimidating? No, (laughs) I can (laughs) happily say that. Um, But I think the other thing to consider too is like, what we want to do is very different than a, a solo single traveler. Too. Totally. Yeah. Um, so there is that aspect of like, what kind of culture of travel are they into? And that's, that's a, another challenging thing. Uh, something that you kind of touched on there is mm-hmm. the fact that when you were traveling, um, you, you talked about more personalities mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that is really important to note here is that when you are a couple making friends with a solo traveler, it's, really just two personalities that that solo traveler has to uh, mix with and be a part of and, and like enjoy. Right. Whereas when you have a a two couples who are interacting, it's even more personalities that, that there could be a clash with, you know, instead of two people getting along with one person, it could, it could be that two people, two people, one couple gets along with one member of the couple 
but not the other yeah or vice versa or both it could be that like i really get along with the female traveler but uh maybe you don't get along with their partner yeah and i don't think we've ran into this issue but i've definitely ran into this issue when it comes to like friend travelers Mm -hmm. or even as a solo traveler with a group of friends where you'll get along with one or two of the friend group and then the third one you're like "Eh, not really vibing yeah and but but it's a package deal and it's the same thing with couples travelers Mm -hmm. i think that honestly the best way like right off the bat i think it's you need to as the couple is to like just initiate conversation be it with another couple or for shared experiences or be it with other individuals be it on the case of like, you know, hey, you talking about what your your schedule is like, or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, getting that feedback. Um, because I think a lot of travel, and we've even seen it as solo travelers, is just taking that first step in in being open to new things. And sometimes those new things are just like building relationships while traveling. Totally. I like I made friends on the nomad cruise. Yep. Like you said, it's probably easier to make them when you're nomadic. Right. Um but I did make a couple of couple friends. Uh, you may have heard Allison. She was on the show last season. And hopefully we're having her husband, Aaron, on sometime in the new season to talk about photography on the road. But they are a nomadic couple who travel together. And I I got along with both of them really well. And right. you weren't there. Mm-hmm. And my biggest worry, because I would love to travel with them again, mm-hmm. is whether or not you would actually Bye. jive with them yeah. as well as I did. And that's like a fear of mine, bringing you into that dynamic. Yeah, the dynamic. So I guess I'm curious then when you meet someone, be it individual or a couple, because I think the Mm -hmm. discussion we're having here needs to apply across the board, Mm -hmm. but the situation is different, be it a couple or not. So when you uh, meet another traveler or you Mm -hmm. get get to know a traveler, what are generally some things that you consider as shared experiences that really like... You, you're like, this is a make or break. Obviously, personality is a big one. But like where, what kind of other qualities do you use or, or consider when it comes to, you know, oh, I'd like to hang out with this person or do this Ooh. excursion with this person? That's a good question. I think I think one of the main things and the, the reason why we made our first couple friends mm-hmm. when we were traveling mm-hmm. is because we are people who are willing to talk. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to vibe with people who are also willing to talk. Right. Um. And like, you know, I know from our relationship, uh, sometimes you can butt heads when you've got two really dominant people. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing could happen with couples. But in this situation, it's one of those things where where both of you are feeling um, courageous enough to put yourself out there. And whether it's talking to a whole group or talking to a small group or something like that, being able to say, hey, how are you? What's your name? My name's Kayla. This is my fiance, Andrew, we travel together. Are you guys traveling together? Or you, did you just meet like, um, asking those questions and opening yourself up and allowing someone to answer them is like the first step. Because if you don't do that and no one else is willing to do that, then you're just going to be alone. Right. And I think the other, you're not alone, but no, no, but I think it's a fair point is like, if you were happy traveling just as a couple, like just the two of you for however long your trip is fine. Like that, like there's nothing wrong with that, but it's one of those aspects where it's like, you could go three weeks in a place and never ask people, Hey, what are you doing? You're from another country as well. Mm -hmm. Visiting this place. 
what are you choosing to see? And I think that's kind of the benefit that we've always found in making friends or at least acquaintances while we travel is like, hey, we've just gotten to the city. Oh, well, we're just leaving the city. Okay, well, what should we see while we're here? Or where are you going? Oh, well, I'm going to that place. Oh, we just came from that place. You should definitely check out this. And it's like, it it takes everything you've done from all these like travel sites and then it puts it in real time because it's like, I've been in places where when I travel to India, people are like, when you hey, say that's... travel sites, do you mean like online? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. When I, yeah. Yeah. When you're going through, um, I'm literally asking blanking. for like, well, on like something like lonely planet. Yeah. Like a lonely like planet. I'm thinking of like even a Yelp for restaurants where you're just yeah. kind of like looking at reviews and it's like, Oh, it's great. But I was going right, to say so it's when, reviews in real time. Right. When I went to India, the Taj Mahal was under construction for part of it. Yeah. And it was like, and you were like, well, I'm not going to not go, <laughs> but it was good to know as like a, an understanding. It's like, oh, this part of it is under construction. So there's like scaffolding. So mm. the photos are going to look a little different, but you can like, you know, work around it. So yeah, totally. it is, there are a huge benefit to, you know, at least opening yourself up to those, those dialogues mm-hmm. um, to at least get that kind of feedback as well. One of the things to keep in mind as well is that we're talking about couples travel, like you know, we're in a relationship, but it doesn't have to necessarily be that kind of coupling either. Like if you are traveling and you see a pair of friends traveling together or family members traveling together, it's the same thing. It's like just being able to talk and and ask those questions and not assuming things as you're approaching is a really important thing to remember as well. I definitely would say don't assume anything because I've, like I've said, I've traveled with you. I've traveled with female coworkers, I've traveled with siblings, uh, female siblings. So it's like, you know, you're, you, you, the, it's always great and helpful to have those discussions and be like, oh, you know, like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. How do you guys know each other? Oh, you're dating. Cool. Or, oh, you're actually just brother and sister. Like, this is, you know, cool. Like, you get to understand their backstory. It's also something on a cultural standpoint where you bring in, like, why are they there? And for them, it might be like, we've done this trip every year, or this is our first yeah. time. We've always wanted to come here. And those really help to put into perspective as well why people are going. And then Mm -hmm. when you get that kind of conversation going, it just makes it that much better. Totally. So I'm curious, Caleb, because like when you traveled on, especially on the cruise, and I know you did some excursions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you kind of did some like a home, well, not really a homestay, but like an Airbnb after the fact, there were some benefits of quote unquote, like grouping up, like, like Mm -hmm. being in a larger group for some of those. And some of them have to do obviously with expenses and have to do with like oh, yeah. being able to, you know, uh, make things more accessible because you're in those groups and there might be connections or whatever the case may be. Do you have examples of either times or situations where you were able to benefit from being in a larger group, like, you know, three, four plus that, that helped during a travel? Totally. Um, like this, this isn't one that, is related to my travel, but I think back to the time when we were in Vietnam mm-hmm. on the overnight train. Right. And we were two of us in a four person room. We were really excited. Yeah. I, I've talked about this on a, on another podcast, but basically uh, in the middle of the night, our room was opened up and people came in. We're assuming it was bribery, but in one of those situations, it's Let, really nice. Finish that sentence. Oh, they, they, they bribed the cabin attendant to let them sleep, sleep in a sleeper bunk instead of in the regular seats that are for as more comfortable. Yeah. I don't want to make it sound like, and then we were attacked, but we tended them off. Like it was like, no, they just came in, they just came in and slept, but it was like in the middle of the night, it was opened up. It was, it yeah. was one of those situations where it was like, this could have been avoided if we had booked either it. booked the whole cabin yeah. or if we had been a part of a bigger group. Like right. if there were four of us, that would never have happened. Yeah. 
Um, So something like that is definitely better. Or if you're booking excursions and you need a certain amount to reach a threshold, uh, that happened a lot when we were in Puerto de Galinas. It was kind of like, oh, you need seven people to do this. So it's like, oh, okay, you know what? A couple couples and a couple singles and, and you're set. I also found it really advantageous Mm -hmm. when we were there in Puerto de Galinas in Brazil Mm -hmm. and um, we were finding accommodations. And so we got an Airbnb with um, my couple friends and a couple of solo travelers and it was much, much cheaper. Like grouping up in that regard, uh, we we got a better place. We got a pool. We had really fast Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. And that was because instead of a solo person's budget or mm-hmm. a couple's budget, you had like a group budget, which helped it a went a lot longer, you a also, lot farther. You also were with some people who had been to Brazil before yeah. and knew what to look for, especially in the Wi-Fi totally. front. They were like, oh no, we need this. Otherwise we're screwed for yeah. work. And I'm just, I'm looking back at like the times where we also did um, like van travel, where mm-hmm. we were like traveling between cities or towns. And it was like, we need to rent a van. And it was like, there's no car option. So it had to be van. But if you're two or six people, you're paying the same price. Yeah. So, and, and again, when you're traveling, there's the opportunity to just ask randomly, like, hey, is anybody going there? But if you also have people who you've met during your times in hostels, um, it just kind of makes things easier to be like, hey, do you want to go here next? Like, we can help pay for the van or whatever. Totally. It cuts down on price right off the It's bat. so much like I would, public transit's great. And I will mm-hmm. take a night train again, again and things like that. But having those private transfers between cities is also really great. You get to see the countryside a little slower. You can stop and take pictures and stuff like that. And so it, it is advantageous to have another couple or more people to share that cost with. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of those things are definitely a plus when it comes to traveling, finding friends and and being a part of a group is a lot more economically friendly and also okay. it can uh it can open you up to new experiences as well they could have thought of something that you didn't think of yeah we, and i know when we were in uh costa rica there was like the best thing about that was like the restaurant recommendations yeah because it was like we the rest the restaurants we were near there were a couple of good ones that, that mm-hmm. we loved and a couple of breweries we loved but i remember when there was like we had like a 12 hour uh kind of wait in a certain area i can't yeah. remember now where it was it was where the mountain was uh, I can't remember where it. Um, we were in. It starts with an A. La Fortuna. Oh, is La Fortuna? Was yeah. It? Not Alu. Not Aluela. Aluela was where we came into, and then La Fortuna is the one with the big mountain. Mount. Oh, maybe now it's Baltimore. Mount Verde. We are butchering these names. I am okay. so sorry. Because well, you won't let me say them with an accent. Well, yeah, because you say them offensively with an accent. Monte Verde. <laughs> okay, that just sounded Italian, and yeah, you're not Italian either. How do you say? Okay, anyway. Anyways, but what I was going to say was I remember being in one of those places. I can't remember. And it's going to bother me, but I'll figure it out later. We were just there for 12 hours. We hadn't, we were like, whatever, we'll just like find something to do. And I remember asking someone and they told us about like this, like crepe place or something. There was like this breakfast place. Oh, I'm sorry. That totally was Aluela. That was Aluela? Yeah. How dare you? I know. I knew it had an A starting. I thought, I thought you were talking about another breakfast place that we went to, not the crepe place. Mm. The one of the sodas no okay but sorry solid memory uh memory of that solid memory memory is remembering something that's a memory <laughs> so i like it memory uh hashtag memory uh, so um how's that not on a t-shirt anyway 
we'll worry about we'll make sponsorship them, later. Make them put them on the shirt. Put them on, shirt, we'll put them on our website. So anyway, that that was a prime example for me where it was like we we were just like, well, we got ten hours or whatever, how long to burn. Yep. We'll go to shops. And there was like a lot that was closed because I think it was like a Monday I think or it was a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So it was like everything was shut down and everyone's like, in church. Oh, there's this breakfast place that's like really good. It mm-hmm. has some like really good like it was like americanized but i think they also had like some really good breakfast foods yeah they that were smoothies and stuff i was gonna say like a lot of good fruits and stuff so anyway i'm pretty I just, sure i just had a cheese crepe okay it was delicious good good memory on that one <laughs> so my i guess just to move on and i'm curious about this part because this is something that i i saw funny enough i saw tiktok about this the other day that was like it's, it, I don't, don't want to butcher it, but it says the only times that I've been able to make friends are under institutional pressures where I either make them because we are forced together because of schooling purposes, i.e. schools or universities or colleges, mm-hmm. or the institutional pressures of work and we are co-workers. Why is it so difficult to make friends outside of those kind of pressured situations yeah. where you're stuck in it? So this kind of comes into play around like real life, but like with real make it sound like travel is not a part of that. But like when it comes to travel, <laughs> it is a high pressure sometimes situation. Yeah. It, there's obviously those. So I'm curious, like why does anyone even want to make friends? Like I, it, like it's such a broad as existential question, but like when it comes to traveling specifically, what's the benefit of, of trying to make friends in, I, in your point of view? At least? I love you. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, if this so, is going to end with a but, <laughs> I love you and I love traveling with you and I love spending time with you. But, there it is. <laughs> there's the ladies but. and gentlemen, live on camera. <laughs> but sometimes, especially when we travel for longer periods of time, like mm-hmm. if we were going for a week, yeah, I could spend every day with you, all day with you, <laughs> yeah. which is what I do in normal life anyway. So it wouldn't be any different. You make it but, eight days though, I call it off. We're done. <laughs> what I was going to say is we go for something like three weeks at a time. Yep. And traveling can be really stressful on a relationship and things like that. You know, there's mm-hmm. added stressors that you don't have at home. Yeah. We've talked about this before, just the the amount of pressure that is put on you when you're on the road mm-hmm. and the things that are different and the situations that are different. And sometimes you don't understand the language and things like that. It's hard and it can grate on a, a relationship for yeah. sure. We've managed to survive all the times that we've traveled together. I don't know. I don't know, I don't yeah. know either. How do we do? Uh, but I think by week two, week three, I just want to talk to someone who is not you. And that's not a negative thing. No, no, no. That's fair. It's it's more, I don't have any stories to tell you because we have been to all the same places. It's like when we do, sorry, it's like real quick. It's yeah. like when we do that, like at dinner time where we've literally spent the entire day together. How was your day? And we're like, so what, how would you do to, today? It's like, you yeah. spent... 12 hours together. Like, what do you mean? What did I do today? You, you saw me sit at the counter and play video games. Yeah. You saw me not do my work. You've, you've no, been there for all of that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. so like it's someone who is new, who you yep. can talk to about uh, yourself. That's another thing. Like people love to talk about themselves, yep. but you, you get to share your experiences with someone mm-hmm. else and you get to learn. And you like, I think that's one of the, the benefits for sure. It's just having another set of ears. I think it's also just interesting because to me, when you make friends as an adult in everyday life outside of work or school or whatever the case, Mm -hmm. there's typically part of it that's already checked off. You either have 
similar cultures or you have similar backgrounds or you are in the same, you know, uh, financial situation. Like there's like there's commonalities that are that come normally when mm-hmm. you were travel or sorry, not traveling when you're at home and you're just like meeting someone for the first time. Yeah. So it's like, OK, well, what kind of music do you like? Oh, okay, well, it's not country, so I guess we're friends at this point. Like, it's like, <laughs> there's like a pretty bare checklist. When it comes to traveling, it's like, are you a morning person? Like, are you a night person? Like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Um, what kind of food do you like? Are you adventurous or are you more of a safe person? Do you like to go to museums versus it's like dating, but just like while traveling for friends? Because a lot of times it's great to make friends while traveling, but the value in it is really like, I want to do stuff. Yeah. Like I want to go to places. I want to, I want to visit things. So it makes it easier if they're like, Oh, I love to wake up early, go sightseeing when there's no tourists out. And then by the afternoon I'm sitting on a patio having beer and we're in bed by 10 o'clock. I'm like, how are we not together? And then, but then like you obviously I've met guys who are like, uh, we sleep until noon and then by like four o'clock we're already drinking we're and, then, and then we're like hitting the clubs and probably one of us is at home by like one o'clock with a girl and I'm already like uh yeah I'll be up at eight o'clock uh enjoying a lovely coffee and it's like not compatible but it is like a weird dating situation because you you aren't yeah. making friends traveling for the sake of making friends you're making friends for the sake of making friends and then enjoying things or sharing yeah. knowledge so it's like there's that commonality right. too one of the most important things to me though, Uh I, you know, we haven't made a ton of friends while traveling, Uh but the friends that we have made through traveling, it's kind of that joint experience that has bonded us. And now I feel really close to those people. Even if I don't talk to them in a while, I watch all of their other travel stories and occasionally we catch up. I caught up with one of the, one of my friends from the nomad cruise a couple weekends ago after almost a year of not talking, but it was like, after a year, we're like, oh, we have so much to tell each other. Well, not this year, but in a normal year, <laughs> we would have so much to tell each other about yeah. all the trips that we're taking and all of the life changes that have happened. And I think you also like you, you can start off by having those catch up conversations by just being like, what's up with you? Like, what have you been up to mm-hmm. exactly to your point? It's not like the whole like, so how's Jim from the office? Or how's like, Stacy mm-hmm. from school? It's like, we just cut to it. It's like, yeah. all we care about is our friendship or relationship what's been up like so you kind of have that to your point it's like that that closeness that exists on a more shared experience rather than just kind of like we know the same people that's all we have I think that's it it's it's really the shared experience and and that is what school is and university friends and and business friends is a shared experience yeah Uh, traveling friends is like yeah we're all traveling to these places and therefore we're like that's our shared experience, but we get to experience in a it in a different way, yeah. Than at work or school or university, you know, those kind of are very linear. Whereas right. travel is something that is wide open to you and it can be segmented. It could be linear, yeah. And be, yeah. and that that shared community through travel is right. something that I really love. I think that's what I look forward to. I was going to say, I think that's a huge part. I think that's the underlying aspect is it's a community. It's an unwritten community. Like there are definitely so many groups and clubs and memberships that you can be a part of as a traveler. Mm -hmm. But in general, being someone who's loves to travel or who's traveling and you're meeting fellow travelers, Mm -hmm. that's just like an unspoken bond right off the bat. Because for you, for you to 
in some way, shape or form, be it small or large, prioritize traveling as a part of your life mm-hmm. already shows what you value or shows what you prioritize. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like, it is easy to some extent going into it where you're just like, Hey, do you love to travel? Yeah, so do I. Well, let's keep it going. I've never met anyone that I've been like, hey, how's your trip? They're like, terrible. I hate this. I'm never traveling again. You're like, we're not going to be friends. This is going to be awkward. (laughs) It's typically that community of people who are already of the mindset. Like, I just, you know, I love this. I want to keep doing this. Yeah. Small or large, be it once a year or every day. You have that relationship kind of thing. So. All right. So for someone who has never been out traveling, we kind of touched this already, but how do you recommend going about making friends while you're on the road if you are a part of a couple or if you are a solo traveler who is trying to make friends with a couple? The number one thing that I always think of or that we always kind of plan for is hostile living. Hostile Mm -hmm. living is is way easier to meet people because generally hostels tend to um, be more inviting to travelers who are uh, more adventurous or yeah. who are more uh, outgoing because typically you're sharing a sharing bunk beds or you're sharing. You're not bathrooms. sharing them. You have your own bunk bed, but you're in the same room, same room. Um, but there's so much room for activities and there's, <laughs> but then, you know, versus people who are like in a hotel or a motel or whatever, like those people are very much like, I just need a, ple- a place to stay. And we've done it. We've stayed in hotels oh, for the usually, sole purpose. Of that's avoiding. usually how we start our trips and our, and we end our trips. We usually start them. And and them secluded, so we can kind yeah. of. I would say the start starts fifty fifty. Start if we can get in at a reasonable time. I'd love to go to a hostel. Yeah. If we get in at like ten p.m. and we're just at the airport, Which give us a hotel. Most we don't over want... like most of the yeah. flights that we've taken end up getting us there at like eleven p.m. So for the most part. But you're right. At the end done. of the trip, our thought process is not let's stay in a hostel and meet people. At that point, it's been two three weeks. We're like let's spoil let's, ourselves. Let's, let's, treat yeah, yourself. Treat yourself. Let's get a nicer place. Let's mm-hmm. in, like go to a decent part of the city or town or whatever, and let's just relax. And that's kind of what what allows us to do that. But I was going to say hostel living. Like we've had it where you and I have had separate bunk beds. Like you, one of us has been on the top yep. bunk, bottom bunk. Doesn't matter because what that does is allows us to like meet people who are sharing the room, meet people like in the common areas yeah. or during happy hour. That to me, like if mm-hmm. you are to say, I want to, I, I want to meet more people. I travel. Look at how you're staying. Yeah. If you can do hostels and you're okay with that, go for it because that's the best way to meet. People. That's the other thing is not all hostels are bunk bed rooms. We've mm-hmm. stayed in hostels where we have private rooms. But we've stayed in those hostels because they come with the advantage of having a common space and a common area or a happy hour, things like that. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds where you get your alone time and you get your space, but you can choose to go to those common areas and hang out with people. We did that in uh, Costa Rica. We watched the series finale (laughs) of Game of Thrones in like at a bar, bar, at a pool bar in Costa Rica. Yeah. And did it have subtitles? I feel like it had Spanish subtitles, but I couldn't. It wrong. might have, but but yeah, like it's just one of those things where it's it, it it you get the privacy, but you also get the option to be with people. Did that episode have the dagger kill where she drops it from one hand into the Spoilers, other? Spoilers, yes. Yeah, <laughs> if you're still on the last season of Game of Thrones, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, no, it definitely did. But anyway, 
I, yeah, and you're yeah. right. You if you don't like the bunk bed situation, there are hostels that typically will do single rooms, but like a shared common space, yeah. a shared kitchen, and or, they're usually still cheaper too. than yeah. hotels and stuff God, like that. Yes. Yeah. So I would definitely look into it if that's something that you're interested in. We also did one in. Um, I want to say it was in our trip to Thailand, but there was we were on Eventbrite. And we found a, an event that had to do with like entrepreneurs slash like nomadic yeah. people. And it was one of those things where uh, it, w- it was primarily, I think, if not all people who were in this part of Thailand, I think it was Chiang Mai, it was Chiang Mai yep. who were traveling, but were also either entrepreneurs or they were just nomads mm-hmm. or uh, had their own businesses. Yep. And it was like a um, free get together where this guy talked about kind of like what it was about, like how you could be your own boss but you yeah, just got to marketing, but yeah, yeah. But you just got to like meet people who are of the same mindset. And those are things where like, you don't think about it in your own hometown too. Like if you went right now and you were saying, okay, well I live here, what are events going on for free? There's probably some networking ones or somewhere people of specific interest can connect. Yeah. Those are helpful to look up, be it on a Facebook page or a Facebook event, or in this case it was Eventbrite that we use. Yep. Those are, are ways that you can go out and just like meet people generally as well who have shared interest. Totally. Another thing that I think that you can do if you know ahead of time that you want to make friends, look it up. Like we kind of mentioned Lonely Planet earlier, but there's a lot of sites where it can be like couples seeking couples for. That sounds really very specific. Yeah, very travel oriented. It is not Craigslist. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's like, you know, we're a couple and we would like to travel with another couple. Yeah. And there are sites that are safe and secure and that you can actually meet real people who you'd be interested in, like having a coffee with or going for dinner with. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, if you find someone online that you're really interested in connecting with when you are abroad, there's the opportunity to build that into your schedule beforehand. So you're not yeah. booking everything up and saying, oh, sorry, like this is our plan for the next week. Instead, you can kind of like leave yourself a little bit more open if you like these people to be like, oh, yeah, like we have a couple of days. Do you guys want to travel with us? You know, I, I yeah. think that's something that you can do beforehand to kind of make, make it, it easier or make it possible. Yeah. I was going to say that is like if you sadly and I'm trying to break this, but I am someone who likes to schedule mm-hmm. everything down to the day where it's like this is what we want to do. But I've been trying to do it more where it's let's figure out where we want to be. Mm-hmm. And then let's figure out if there's anything that we need to do. Let's plan those and everything else up to the day. Yeah. With that comes cost. We understand that, but it's mm-hmm. something to it because to your point, it opens it up. It allows for more flexibility and, and potentially, you know, making those friendships that can then say, Hey, we're going here. Cool. We have the time to do that. Or, Hey, we would love to go on that excursion. We never mm-hmm. planned for it. I did want to add one last thing before we kind of wrap this up. Cause I think yeah. we're, we're nearing our time. Um, we talk a lot or we have talked a lot in this podcast about making friends while traveling and, and building relationships and kind of understanding where those things are possible. One of the other things that we haven't touched on, and frankly, it doesn't really need to be touched on in depth, but there's no harm in planning a trip with friends too. Oh yeah. Is, is making it known ahead of time saying, Hey, we're thinking of going to this country or, this area of the world, is anyone thinking about it? Or reaching out to friends who, because a lot of times and kind of the the idea of a way we go as a, as a podcast is like, 
you may know people who want to travel, who have the means of traveling, but really are just more comfortable going to the town next door or going to a province or state across rather than, you know, actually saying we could just go to a different country altogether. (laughs) So I think there's an opportunity. If you're a traveler out there, if you're someone who's comfortable, there's no harm in just saying, Hey, I'm interested in going here. Is anyone else, you know, feeling it, thinking about it? Yeah. What are your thoughts? And then having that conversation, because that's an opportunity. I think of everything we've just talked about, about making friends, about getting those kind of like those travel perks, if you will, you can just do that with friends you already have too. So there's a lot of opportunities. Totally. And I kind of want to throw it onto the end that if you don't want to make friends on the road, that is perfectly acceptable too. If you want to enjoy your time as a solo traveler, as a couple, just the two of you, that there is nothing wrong with that. This is, this is us coming from the point of view of two people who like, uh, meeting people and hearing stories and telling our own stories and things like that. We are, we're that type of people. And if you are not that type of person, I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to feel like you're missing out on something. I don't want you to feel like, Oh no, I need, I need to do this. Yeah, no, it's very true. And I think, um, I think the most important thing is understanding like where you get comfortable. I, I, looking back on it, there's some trips I'm sure we could have taken where we were like, let's just do our thing. Let's Mm -hmm. play it safe. Let's just get through it. And that was definitely in, as the safe one in the back of my mind was like, let's just get to the next place. Let's just get to the next place. Let's just, you know, it was like, let's be safe. But looking back at some of our most, most recent ones, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we should have made more friends. We could have talked to yeah. more people. Like, how do we not do this or that? And it's like, it's a development thing. It's mm-hmm. a comfort level that you don't get in a single trip, but you get over years yeah. or, you know, whatever uh, time you need of travel. Exactly. So work your way up to it. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're at time. Yeah. Sadly, our beer is only about halfway done, so I know. we do need we're going to have to go that. and invite or go and enjoy that on the patio. It is beautiful weather, as we mentioned earlier, so we do need to, to go and enjoy that. But um, as always, I do want to kind of drive home what we talked about, and, and Kayla did summarize that really well earlier. But find time as a couple to to make friends and. It's not so much that you need to go out of your way, but you need to be comfortable being comfortable. And if that's who you are, and if you're something that you're, maybe if it's not who you are, but you're interested in doing it, just do it. Just try it out. Talk to people, get to know them, be them solo travelers or couples. It will help to, frankly speaking, not to sound too professional, diversify your (laughs) trip. Because you're getting perspectives of somebody else who either has already done it or who's thinking about doing yeah. it. I think something to point out is the fact that you are both traveling to the same place at the same time already gives you something in common. So there's an icebreaker for you right there. Yeah. And not to mention, I hate to say this, but it's so true. You have nothing to lose. Like you, yeah. you are able to go up to these to, to travelers in your hostels, to travelers you meet during an excursion or people that you meet on the side of the road while you're traveling and just be like, Hey, what's up? Where are you from? What are you doing? Whatever it is, build that rapport. And if you don't like it, move on. Like it's not the end of the world. You guys are going to literally probably go to a different part of the country or whatever. It's at least you're putting yourselves out there to broaden your horizons, not only from the travel, but also from the people you yeah. Thank you all for joining us today. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Away We Go Podcast to see what we're up to or where we are. Yeah. 
I know I was going to say, <laughs> if you haven't already done it, why haven't you subscribed? It's now Away We Go. But the we, while it is the two of us, can be so much more. So why not follow <laughs> us? And hear all the stories of the talk. There's vaccines being rolled out every day. We're probably going to get them in the next couple of months. So who knows? We may be on the road soon enough. Um, well, I can't steal your catchphrase. But anyway. I'll oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, if you're feeling really, really motivated, yeah. you can actually share this with a friend if mm. you found it useful. Oh, my God. A friend you meet while traveling, perhaps? Oh, maybe. Wow, maybe. What a concept. Or... You can leave us a review on any of our social media platforms or mm -hmm. on Apple Podcasts. Please do so. And of course, as you are aware, we will be back uh, every two weeks with a new topic. If there's something you would like to hear about or you're cur curious about, hit us up, uh, as Kayla mentioned, on our socials or email, whatever the case may be. Let us know because, of course, we're interested in talking all things travel, specifically couples travel, but would love to hear from you. Yeah. So until then, happy planning, everyone, and we cannot wait to see you on the road soon. Bye.